0: Good morning. It is Saturday morning, and for some of you in the world, it is game day. I am envious. Um, I am still in this lovely, blessed tundra that is... New York? Um, as I said before. Um, yeah. pretty decent morning. Good luck great. Um... Breakfast made. Did a small, tiny, little bit of a workout. Got a bit of a sweat going. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it's just the um, the weather or whatever, but it's really I've been bummed the last couple days. And it could be work. It could be whatever. It could be a bunch of different things. But I'm just kind of looking at it, being like, you know what? I've been pretty bummed out the last couple days. So. Just gotta roll through it and be like, okay, let's keep moving. Let's keep going in that direction. I think it's... A lot of it is just grinding through it, continuing on through the process. Wherever we are, so... Mode 4, Technical Chapter 3, Foul Play. Um... This is a very interesting chart, so I'm just going to read the principles of managing foul play. Despite the very distinct nature and circumstances of an act, any acts of foul play, referees are asked not to forget the basic principles which can be applied in any situation. One, any form of foul play must be dealt with quickly and firmly. We don't want foul play in the game, period. Two, any information to which the referee has access should be considered before selecting from the range of available punishments for the offending players or players. Three, the referee must decide if a specific offense merits immediate dismissal. And four, when a caution is issued, it must be very clear to the cautioned player that the next events could result in an ordering off. Um, It is important to understand that the task to suppress foul play is not entirely the domain of the referee. Responsibility for discipline on the pitch also lies with players, captains, coaches, and team management, as well as with the team of match officials. Um, Foul play can include obstruction, misconduct, repeated infringements, dangerous play, and unfair play. The sanction for foul play is a penalty kick, which can be in combination with an admonishment, a caution, indicated by showing a yellow card, and accompanied by a 10-minute suspension for a guilty player, or a sending off. So if... We read caution, that's a yellow card, and sending off is red card. Um, so, dangerous play. In the law book, dangerous play is always intentional. It occurs when the physical integrity of the game or of one or more players is in danger. Dangerous play can occur at any stage of the game. So basically, safety issues are just simple stuff. The situation that should receive close attention from the referees when it comes to judgment about dangerous play is the tackle. In particular, late tackles and high tackles are often dangerous and can lead to severe injuries. Referees must learn what constitutes a dangerous tackle, understand safety issues designed to act as preventative measures, and be aware of repeated infringements. The following tackles must be strictly punished. High tackles, tackles without arms, or the so-called ramrod style, which I've never heard before. Um, tackles under one uh, with one arm under shoulder height; these can cause severe injuries to the chest. Tackles with one arm under shoulder height. So, diff- like clotheslines? Yeah, that's that's not legal. Um, be on the lookout for late tackles or pass after a kick or pass. And instructor touch judges before game to look out for these. Uh, observe all actions against players in the air. If considered dangerous, the offense must be sanctioned by more than just a penalty kick. Um, So dangerous play is all about safety right now. Um, And again, going back to that, um, it said instruct your touch judges to look at late tackles and after the kick. This is leading and trailing in the best form. If the ball has just left your sanction or your area where you are, you are trailing. That includes the kick. The guy kicks the ball. Watch him. Don't look at the ball. Nobody gives a shit about the ball. Watch him and be aware and use your judgment to judge whether it was intentional to hit the t- the players late. If it was timing and just guy fell into him, fine. But you know the difference. Um, so dangerous play is all about safety, and they they specify you know late tackles. Um, and any player in the air. Now, that's a really tricky area that I think they'll go into more. If not, we'll talk about it. But contests in the air are very dangerous. Um, The way that I was taught, um, there has to be a realistic contest. So if one player is head and shoulders above the other player, the player underneath does not have a realistic contest of getting the ball so they're out of the contest essentially it doesn't matter where they're looking it doesn't matter what that ha- is happening if they are head and shoulders below the person they are responsible for that so there's there's a realistic contest there's an even chance if um then pretty much it, if that fault is decided you look at who landed you know where where the person who is non-offending landed if it's an even contest in the air and they're both jumping for it, I, I don't think there's really any stuff unless you, you use your judgment and very deem it clear and obvious. And in that case, even then, if it's a really nasty collision, you have to sit that back and diagnose. Talk to your team of three if you can. But just be like, all right, here's what I saw. Blue player was up in the air, turned around, face his back to his opponent to catch it sideways. The other player came in, even height, both collided ball bounced I judge white player as more attacking the, the player than going for the ball you know in that situation I don't see an offense I see it as perhaps a penalty to white player who was not really in the contest but depending on how badly blue landed it's you know different things like that it's just these are the conversations you have to have your, with yourself and have a clear idea of where you're going with it um, again, use all the resources available to you you have an AR, fantastic you have whatever, fantastic <clears throat> I'll go back to that other management bit in a bit unfair play um, no player is intentionally allowed intentional is allowed no, what? no player is allowed to intentionally infringe any law of the game waste time or throw the ball into touch if he or she does, the equity of the game is in danger unfair play can occur at any stage of the game the situation should receive particular attention from the referee when it comes to judgment about unfair play. Is repeated, or cynical infringements. Sometimes these offenses are labeled as professional fouls, meaning that they are of deliberate nature and intended to, to disrupt the opponent's actions. Often these actions happen close to the goal line of the defending team or in the last few minutes of the game. I will completely agree with that. Um unfair play is um, I, I use the term professional foul a lot I like that phrase um, basically they know better I, they, they know better Like, there's no doubt in your mind that they know better and the thing is what we're doing is we're raising the standard of play now in this situation you will want to make excuses for people I'm not saying don't I'm just saying take a snapshot of the entire situation I was in, I think it was New York State Championship Finals. It was Xavier versus Harvey, I believe. And Harvey was down by a bit. Xavier was a better team. Nobody disputed that. And Xavier was controlling the game. Great, great game. And I think Harvey put on this dude who was a truck. He was massive. Um, Big dude, and... We've played maybe, of the 70 minutes, maybe we've played 50. And, you know, when you put on subs towards the last bit, you're either looking for a massive lift in the game of play or you're looking for an impact player. Um, Or somebody's hurt, really. Basically, somebody's hurt or they need an impact. But there's a reason they didn't start. Either they don't have a full tank of gas or they are, you know, high risk, high reward. This guy comes in. Two minutes into his playing time, there's a penalty against them. I think it's for him not rolling away or something like that, so I kinda judged it as like he doesn't know the basic standards that we've been setting or the laws of the game or whatever. I don't I don't know. But I penalized them. You know, not rolling away or playing the ball on the ground or whatever. And so Xavier goes to quick tap, and the guy backs up two steps and just crushes the guy. Now In this situation, I have a very high skill level of game. I've had 50 minutes of excellent play out of both teams. I judge the situation as the standard has been high up until this point. It's not a teaching moment, is what I'm saying. If it's low level, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. First game of the season, you know, you know, just you don't know better. I might judge it differently. However, in this situation I just went to my pocket, yellow card, captain kinda of came up and he he knew it. Like he, Captain came up and was like, Ah, oh, he's he's new to the game. And I just looked at the captain and I said, Not at this level, buddy. And I said then your coach knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was he knew the risk. So you you wanted the the physical impact but you didn't have the intellectual impact and unfortunately that player didn't understand enough about the game at the time. Probably does now. Um but and it, regardless, you know, that's a professional foul. I mean, a lot of what I do is you judge the players where they're at. And if you can look at them and see that there's really an ignorance there, then you might have a teaching moment depending on the situation. But, and oftentimes you can do that later. Like, I, I love moments where I, I get a chance to chat with them and be like, hey, here's what I didn't like about it. The rest was good. You know, you get to have that moment of, hey, good job on this, but not this way. And um, and usually players love that amount of that, that extra, you know, bit from you just because it's helping them improve their game. You know, and that that's very important. But you, you know what a professional foul is. You know the standard of play. You know what they're doing. And if, you know, you just have to kind of glance at them and judge the intent of the action. And, um, you know, I've given out lots of yellow cards that way by guys playing at a certain standard and then they just slip. And I've also made excuses for people. Definitely made excuses for people and haven't made the right call. So I, I want you, I think the biggest thing that you can do here is determine what. Is what you really. Ah, damn it. I'm trying to think of the right way of saying this, but you have to understand very clearly when you're making an excuse for a player. Because if you think about it this way, you don't. It's not your job as the referee to give an unfair advantage to a team. Does that make sense? It's not your job to say, oh, well, they didn't really mean it or they didn't, you know, or I'm going to give them a third chance or whatever. You know, like it, these are all sentences that go through our brains. It's not our job to do that. Our job is to remove the pieces of the game that are not rugby from the game. And that's, that's pretty it, much it in a nutshell. You know, so if we can remove those pieces from the game... I'm not saying you need to be a dickhead about it. I'm not saying you need to have every call be absolutely 100% perfect. I'm just saying that there are many different hats that we wear, as is stated in the previous bit, or one of the previous bits, and you have to kind of adjust accordingly. If you have a moment where you can create a better game and create a better understanding, then do that. Why not? So... um. Temporary suspension of players. If the player must be cautioned and temporarily suspended for 10 minutes, indicate the sanction by showing the player a yellow card. The player then has to leave the playing area and must not return for 10 minutes. Two yellow cards equal a red. Um... Strictness of refereeing and a disciplined style of playing are needed. If applying the law, you should show coherence and perseverance throughout the game with unfaltering vigilance for the first to the last minute. This is the only way to benefit the team with discipline as opposed to the team without. It is not necessary to apply a grading of sanctions, even if you consider that a player has committed an offense on impulse or an accident of foul play. You must, without previous warning, suspend the player temporarily, and after having shown two or three yellow cards in a match of intense contest, do not hesitate to use the red card if need be. So, basically it says use your yellow cards. They are a tool. They are meant to be used if deserving. Please do not feel bad about this. This player has entered into the ring of combat, and that's the game okay, you need to use it as a, hey, here's the situation, you did this, too many penalties, that's not good enough is what you're saying, Um, so basically the only thing that I take away from this are two yellow cards equal a red card, Um, and you have to have your own understanding of it, now, um, consistency is important, Players committing acts to physically intimidate or harm the opponent must in all cases be shown a red card and sent from the field. So basically, just they're trying to hurt somebody. Um, Consistency is important to deliberate punch. Merits a send-off. Okay, so the next bit is advantage, which is awesome. Um, So the process with yellow cards is a tricky one, but at the same time, you need to look at it as this is just the game. This is not good enough, and you need to do better. Um... When you're doing it, when you are sending people off, or, or, sorry, cautioning them, or giving them a yellow card, there is a level of escalation that goes through your head, Um, usually. With foul play, there is often not. Um, If it's throughout the course of the game, say the team struggles to roll away, say blue four refuses to roll away, game goes on game goes into the you go into the game right off the first tackle blue four roll and in that moment I might not even admonish him I might not even say roll away I might just be like ping just a good statement penalty set the standard get out not good enough at all blue four roll away and if, they, if he doesn't say that hey you know you work from there um, say it happens again five minutes later He's on the wrong side of the ruck. He's lying there. He's lying on top of the ball. He's doing all this fun stuff. Penalized blue four. At that point, if it looks deliberate or he's not getting it, I might, at this point, you know, I might even stop the game and pull the captain over and be like, look, um, this is real simple stuff. This is not difficult. I just need you out of there. You're putting yourself in the wrong position, and I need you out of there. Is that okay? Can you do that for me? And hopefully he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely, no problem. If he doesn't understand, I'll be like, Captain, I need you to get through to him. I'm, I'm, it's not happening for me. Um and usually the captain will be like, Okay, we got you. Um happens again. Then I stop the game again and just there's your severe warning. Captain four I've asked you to do this. I'm telling you to do this now. Please, I need you to roll away. If you're caught in there again, you're not giving me many options. There will be an issue of a yellow card. You know, and again, I, I've, there's different wordings on this. I've been told that you shouldn't say, I will give you a yellow card, but you can strongly, strongly, strongly imply in saying, You're not giving me many options, which is an intelligent way of saying, There's only one road we're going down right now, or something like that. Um,. Some referees, you know, depending on different standards, might just be like, all right, second, bang, get off. Um, Go figure it out yourself. But again, I must say that it's not your guys' job to figure, to teach them the laws of the game. It is their job to know the laws of the game and to adapt. So, um, I'm sure there's more in there. There's plenty more. There's always more talk about foul play and situational stuff. But understand your standards. Understand your situations. And this is an area where you will definitely go and find feedback and be like, hey, this is the situation. In the moment of foul play, zoom out. Use all the things you All the available sources of reliable you know information. Do not use the coaches. Do not use the sidelines. Do not use whatever. Use your ARs and your vision. And sometimes it helps to use your AR if they flag foul play and be like, all right, let me just talk through this for a second. Here's what I'm seeing. Bang, bang, bang. Here's the situation that I'm thinking. Do you agree? You know, something like that is very, very helpful. Sometimes you just said you don't have an AR. Sometimes you just got to talk it out yourself, so. Um, but I am going to work. I'll talk to you guys next week. See you. Yay!